Hello, I'm Monty Beatham, and thank you for choosing Once a War. I've been a huge fan of today's guest. He's one of those players I would have loved to play alongside. Chanel Harris Tavita, I thank you for the time, my man. Hey, Monty. Thanks for having me on, brother. Can't uh, wait. Where are you, and uh, what's the plan? I mean, you may love the fact that there is no plan. Um, yeah, well, firstly, I'm in Redcliffe. Um, I've just moved up into the place where Cam George and a few of the staff members were staying. And, um, yeah, I'm waiting around to see if, if I make the World Cup team. I think I've been in a routine for uh, probably nearly over a decade now. And um, I think it's exciting to know that um, or to know that I don't know what I'm doing next. So um, if everything goes to plan, I'll go over to the World Cup in, in England. Whatever happens next for me, um, I'm, I'm going to put my best foot forward. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, putting myself into new environments, meeting new people and um, trying to learn different skills away from footy. It's been a couple of weeks now. Do you still feel like you've, you've made the right decision? Yeah. I, 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 since I've made the decision, I haven't uh, looked back at, at it with any regret. Uh, it's something I've I'm proud that I made the decision, but now it's it's now it's finally starting to sink in that I might not be playing footy again. So when I made the decision, people were thinking like, "Look, what do you still not um, like? Do you hate the club, or have you got anything against the game?" But that doesn't mean I haven't enjoyed um, the experiences that rugby league's brought me. It's just um, I'm looking for something different, and yeah, I was sort of in a place where um, waking up and going to training and playing footy wasn't um, wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. And I knew I had a contract until the end of the year. So um, for me, at that time, I thought, play the rest of the season and then see how we go. Um, so I made the decision that I'll take the break, knowing that if I want to come back in the future, um, I can come back without everyone saying, look, you, you already said you're retired. Um, and also had in the back of my mind if, if I didn't want to come back and play then um, I don't have to come back and that's I don't want to say that I'm taking a break and I'm coming back and then come this time next year I've, I've found something else I enjoy doing and everyone's waiting for me to come back so uh, what will you miss most you reckon uh, I reckon I'll miss the banter off the field um, mocking the boys in the changing rooms uh, that's that's for me, that's the best part about rugby league is the camaraderie off the field. You build, you build relationships with people that um, you go out and you put your body on the line for, and um, you go through tough times. You ride the, you, you know what it's like, Monty. It's playing in the NRL. It's, it's no, um, it's not easy. You're riding the roller coaster every week um, during the season. So um, when you get to spend time away from footy with with um, your teammates, that's probably the most special part for me. Watching you compete is something I'm really going to miss. Moments like these. Harris Tavita! Harris Tavita! Harris Tavita! Great surge. Kicking on the fourth tackle. Well, that's great vision from Chanel Harris Tavita. Nicarima with a kick to the end. How good is that? Tavita almost through. The beautiful flick. Beautiful from Chanel Harris Tavita. Oh, what a shot by Harris Tavita. No way, home 
when you watch that back, Chanel, uh, how does it make you feel? Some great moments you gave us in that Warriors jumper. Um, yeah, I haven't had really much time to reflect on on um, well, my short career, but um, seeing seeing those highlights um, make me proud of how far I've come. Growing up, I wasn't I wasn't very talented. Um, I didn't have um, the the speed and the strength of the people my age, but um, as I got older, I started to learn that um, the harder you work off the field, the the luckier you get on it. And um, that, that was, that's a recipe that that worked for me when when I was playing footy. And um, I think those those highlights are a result of me working hard off the field. Let's go back to before you even came to the club, before you're on the books. Uh, what was your first memory of the Warriors, and who was the player or that moment that made you think, you know what? I love this club. I want to be a warrior one day. It had to. It has to be Sean Johnson. Um, man, like it, imagine, imagine I get to put on a Warriors jersey one day and play play with Shawnee. And then he ended up re-signing last year, and I was like, man, I might get the opportunity to play with him. And I thought I'd be playing alongside him, but I was actually playing fullback. <laughs> but I eventually got to. Eventually got to play in the house with him, and um, yeah, it was, a, it was an unreal experience. Um, we got to know each other really well, and um, yeah, it was actually his birthday a couple of weeks ago. I went to his birthday party and celebrated with him, and um, yeah, he's a yeah. I can't put into words how how um, good of a person he is. Um, I love him as a player, but I love him more as a as a person. 13 games played in, in your first year, 2019, but none are more memorable than. One's debut. Uh, talk to me about that and what do you remember? What's your memories? Uh, yeah, I remember getting called into Mooks's office and him telling me that um, I was going to start on the Friday night. I, I told him to F off. <laughs> I, was, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> he was like, oh, you don't want to play? <laughs> I was like, no, 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 I want to play, I want to play. And um, yeah, I rang my family straight after my meeting with him. And they were, yeah, they were pretty stoked. We went out on Friday night and the boys, everyone did their job and we, we got the result and it's a night I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. 19 years of age, most guys uh, at that age uh, are out and they're out every weekend and they're out on beverages and doing everything else. You had a different lifestyle because you're an elite athlete early on. Uh, were there many sacrifices you had to make or was that just fine by you? I think one of the the one thing I did was I stayed off social media, and I'm so happy I did. Um, I knew if I stayed on it, then um, I'd, I'd get a I'd start to get a decent following, and then I didn't want want to let things get to my head and then let it affect my performance. So um, I ended up staying off social media for a couple of years, and I think that really helped me focus on on my job. It's as a young player, it's hard to play consistent footy. Um, in, in the NRL at the top level. So you need to be on your game every week. You need to prepare well. Um, you need to be consistent with your actions. And yeah, you, you can't take your foot off the off the accelerator. Otherwise, you're going to get found out by the, by the better team. So um, that's one thing I'm, I'm so happy I did was, was stay off social media for a bit. You know, the maturity you showed early on was, was huge because, I mean, you're still a young man now, 23, but at 19 years of age, you come in. Um, who was the people around you that gave you those learnings? Because you always seem to be the ultimate professional. Yeah, for me, it was my parents. Um, 
both of them have, have always been hard workers and um, I've always looked up to them because of that. I try to be like them. I try to work hard and, and I think that's what helped me through that first part of my NRL career is constantly working on my game at training and never being satisfied with my game. And that, that gave me a lot of confidence to go out on the field and, and execute my job. Now there's tackles and there's shots. Man, you went out there with bad intentions. Why would you love to put on shots? Well, as a kid, I hated tackling. That's what, that's what people like that don't know is. Like, I had to learn to love the tackle. There was one game I was playing, it was like under 16s or something, and my dad was sick that day, but he still came out and watched me. And like, I was, I was tackling like that. Like, <laughs> if you if you watch my if they were recording the game and you watch back my tackles every tackle was that was my technique and he was off me after the game because like I, I didn't put my body in front um, I didn't didn't give it a crack and um, I felt I was so disappointed in myself like I I felt bad that he came out and watched me um, basically play touch in the game of footy so um, after that I tried to like I got into a tackle. And I was, oh, that's not too bad. And I went in a bit harder in another tackle, and I was, oh, that's it's not that bad. And I, I realised that the harder you go in, the, the less it hurts. So um, I started going in real hard, and um, I ended up hitting a few um, players that were bigger than me. And um, that's that's what I was known for when when I was playing in the younger grades. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to keep doing that as I get older. In round one against the Knights in um, 2020, I remember covering the game here in studio and then hearing the news that you guys would not be coming home. You've just come off the field. Talk to me about what happened in that change room. Usually when we walk into the change rooms, the, the coach is waiting for us to, um, to address what we did wrong and, and how we can get better for the next week. But um, in front of the, the semicircle of chairs for the players was, was Cam George and he basically told us that he wasn't sure if we'd be we'd be able to get back into the country, and um, he couldn't tell us when when we'd be able to find out. So um, the boys were straight on their phones, calling their families, and basically relaying the news to them. And and I did the same. And um, I was lucky at the time; like I didn't have a um, partner or kids, so um, I felt for the boys that. Uh, weren't sure whether they'd be able to see their partner or their kids anytime soon. Uh, from an individual point of view, the hardest part was not being able to play in front of my family and friends. That's something I've always loved doing, not just our family and friends, but our fans. They're, they're the ones that, that drive us as well. Um, that was a difficult time for the club. Understatement, it was a difficult time. What did you do as a group to, to try and keep each other up? Because, you know, I'm, I'm sure there were some, some real dark moments, man. There were just so many rules and, um, and protocols that we had to follow. It was, um, it was hard to focus on footy because you try not to get in trouble with, with the um, NRL Apollo team. And, yeah, we might have got away with a few things that we shouldn't have been doing, but... Um, yeah, we, we, we stuck tight and um, we needed to because um, everyone was, like it wasn't just one person going through it alone. We, we all needed each other at that, at that time. You had a smile on your face. What's some of the stories that you got away with that you probably shouldn't have done? Uh, no comment. <laughs>
I remember seeing some footage of you in the change room after not making the eight uh, against Cronulla. Uh, and you were, let's just say you were sad. What were going through your mind then? Yeah, that was um, that was a real disappointing game. Um, I remember we were, I think we were up by two with about five minutes to go. And um, they, they must have made a break or something. And then I found myself in the middle. And then Toby Rudolph went straight through and scored. And I was like, oh, no, this is... This is not happening because this like we had to win this game to keep our um, finals chances alive, and um, yeah, we ended up losing that game. And it was against Shawnee as well, the bastard. Um, and yeah, we went back into the changing rooms, and it was just silence. Like the boys, even though we were away from home that year, we we still had high hopes for ourselves, and um, that was sort of just like the the needle that popped the balloon. We we all felt um, disappointed. Um, uh, we were working so hard to get into the finals that year, to, to get into the eight, and after that game, we were just like, oh, get me to the end of the year. Get me, get me home, let me see my family and friends and, and freshen up. So um, that, that's sort of what was going through my mind after the game. So now, do you reckon that being away through that time and being part of that pandemic, that took away some of the love from the game. And if that didn't happen, maybe you would have still been a warrior today? Um, oh, maybe. It, it's hard to say, Monty. Um, that was definitely a life-changing experience for me. And I know it was for the other boys as well. So um, it's hard for me to say what, uh, what could be different. I think living away might have contributed to... The decision I made, but um, I can't say I can't put it all on living away from family and friends. Um, there were other reasons why why I've made the decision, and I've um, yeah I've talked about them now, and um, I can't go back and change what what happened with the pandemic. I can only do what's best for me now. Okay, the homecoming game. Uh, you know, finally after a thousand and so many days, you get a chance to come home. How excited were you? Talk to me about what it was like to get out there on the field. The whole moment of, like, it's actually going to happen next week. You get home, you get across the borders for the first time, and then it's home at Mount Smart. I was so excited, Monty. Um, I, I heard it was going to be sold out. Before that point, I'd never played in front of a um, packed out or sold out Mount Smart Stadium. Kind of felt like my debut week was it just went real fast because I was having so much fun. I was excited to run into the field. Um, they told us we we're running out of the tunnel, and I'd never run out of the tunnel before. It was unreal running running out of the tunnel, and then looking up at the at both grandstands and just seeing seeing the seats packed out. I was meant to come off the bench and play hooker. They asked me if I if I was ready to play fullback and I was like, oh, how come? They said, well, she had COVID. And I was like, oh, oh no. And, but I was like, like I'd, I'd played fullback and I trained a bit there in preseason. So I felt a little bit confident and the way the coaches talked to me that I felt like they knew that I was the, the right person for the job. So that helped me a little bit. I did captain's run at fullback. And that was, yeah, that was the only training I had then. Um, but I think it sort of t took the pressure off me knowing that I only had one training. But, um, there were no expectations of me to be the best player on the field and I could just play how I usually play, which is um, 
tackle hard, run hard, and um, I, that's that's all I did in that game. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that we that we came away with the result. Um, I would, just wanted it to put on a good performance for our fans, um, my family and friends. They got to watch me for the first time in a while, and um, it was a special day for the club. Courageous, you're tough, but that. Injury against the Melbourne Storm. Uh, talk to me about when you realised that there was a problem downstairs, Houston. Yeah, it was so painful. I, I fell to the ground straight away and um, David close ran onto the field and I was like, bro, it's... Yeah, I, I, thought it was, I actually thought it was just like a normal um, sack tap, like when you get hit, when someone else hits you in the nuts. But um, as I kept playing, the, the pain wasn't going away and I was like, oh man, there, there must be something wrong. And, um, finally got to half time and went into sit in the changing rooms, um, waiting for Brownie to speak to the team. And at that time, we were, we were actually in the game. I think we were only down by by one or two tries to, against Melbourne. And um, he was he was talking to the team for about five minutes, but I didn't hear one word. Or I was my head was down, and I was just thinking about how sore, how much pain I was in. Um, but it didn't cross my mind to even come off the field. Like I, I was like, bro, you can't. In my head, I'm thinking, bro, you can't come off because you got sore nuts. Like that's just <laughs> that's just weak. <laughs> you got to you got to keep playing. Uh, unfortunately, we actually got pumped in that second half. But um, I, had, I had people around me that were helping me get through the game. Uh, the boys were talking to me, and I was I still managed to make my tackles and um, came off the field after the game, and that's when I checked to see and the whole thing was bruised and I was like, oh no, something's wrong. Um, and then the doctor did an ultrasound scan. She said it was sweet and I was like, oh, phew, like this. I'm, I'm going to be able to have kids. <laughs> and then we went and did a, a formal ultrasound scan when we got back to Brisbane because we played in Melbourne and that's when they said it was ruptured and I was like, oh no, something, yeah, I, I was yeah, just thinking the worst. Um, at the time, and um, had to have surgery the next day, and um, it's all healed now. <laughs> Talk to me about some of the, the, the players you played alongside. Uh, that you've got fond memories and, and players that have just you know helped you play your game that much better. Uh, one person that pops to mind is Dewey uh, Simon Mannering. Um, there was one time where I was struggling to put on weight, which is something I've, I've struggled with for the last few years. It was my first year of training. With the first grade side, it was I was about eighteen or nineteen, and um, we were talking about it, me, me and um, Simon, and then um, he was telling me how he was actually he actually struggled to mm. keep weight on um, for him to play at his best. Then the next day comes around, and he came up to me with a with a book full of notes, and um, it was basically showing me what to eat, uh, when to eat, and how I can put on more weight so that I can play so that it can help my game grow. Like he didn't need to help me. He's played 250, 300 games for the Warriors. And I like, this is my first preseason. I haven't done anything. I already respected him, but like my, my level of respect just went through the roof right um, after he did that for me. Blake Green, he was obviously my house partner when I first came into the comp. Um, Greeny was really calm. He, he simplified my role. All I had to do was make my tackles and kick to the corners and call call for the ball when, when I 
had an opportunity and um, he really freed up my game by taking control of the team. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to have played alongside him. Um, also Roger, um, not just on the field, but to, to train alongside him to see how professional he, he is away from the game. He's the first one in there stretching, um, getting his body right so that when it comes to the game, like he, he's left no stone unturned and um, he's probably the most, one of the most professional players I've, I've played with. What, what about the characters and relationships you have off the field? Um, who, you, who, you, who you gonna miss, man? You know, you turn up to training, you start getting into each other straight away. Who are those guys for Chanel Harris Tavita? Um, well, the, the first one I have to say is my roomie, Wade Egan. Um, he's actually in Croatia at the moment on holiday, so yeah, he's, he's having the time of his life at the moment. But yeah, Wade and I have been rooming together while we've been living in Australia. And yeah, we've been looking after each other. He's, he's the cook of the, of the house. He, he cooks on most days and, uh, and I'm pretty much the cleaner. So, um, we, we compliment each other, um, when we, when we live together. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss that guy. I'm, I, I won't be staying with him next year. I think he's moving in with, um, with Rocco Berry. So. Um, he's taking the, the young kid under his under his wing, and he's gonna um, teach him how to make his bed and, and how to cook. Chanel, I need to apologise at times too because I got the name around the wrong way. Uh, Chanel Harris Tavita is the right way, and at times many commentators say Chanel Tavita Harris. Um, was it something you laughed off, or you know, I apologise to you and your family? Yeah, well, I hope my family didn't um, take any offence to it, but I, I definitely didn't. Um, something I sort of just laughed off every now and then. I, I, I knew that, like when I watched the games back on my phone, I'd, I'd hear them say to me to Harris. Um, even one time, that, oh, there were a few times where they called me Walsh, and I was, that's when I was offended. <laughs> um, yeah, being called to be to Harris, Harris to be to, um, it wasn't, um, I didn't really take any offense to it, um, but it's, it's definitely Harris to be to, if, if anyone was wondering. Chanel, once a warrior, always a warrior. On behalf of the club, the fans, I want to thank you for all you've done in the jump, and we wish you all the very best um, in whatever you want to do in life. Cheers, Monty. Thanks for having me on. Um, to all the fans, all the Warriors fans that have stayed loyal since since I've um, started playing and um, now that I've finished, um, I just want to yeah say that I appreciate all your all your support. I'm sorry. Uh, that we, we couldn't get the results that, that you wanted um, while I was playing, but um, the club's in good hands now. We've, we've got a few solid signings next year and I'm looking forward to seeing um, how the Warriors go moving forward. So um, thanks again. Shout out to all my family and friends back home. And um, yeah, I appreciate all of you. Cheers. Next week, we have the mastermind of the early 2000s success at the Warriors. Mick Watson joins me right here on Once a Warrior. Harris Tavita! Harris Tavita! Great surge. Kicking on the fourth tackle. Well, that's great vision from Chanel Harris Tavita. Nicaragua with a kick to the end. How good is that? Harris Tavita almost through. The beautiful flick. Beautiful from Chanel Harris Tavita. Oh, what a shot by Harris Tavita.
What a pass. Harris deleting. How quick was that? Oh, yeah! Chanel 